Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Welcome into Wake and Take. It's your boy Jason, and we have some football to talk about today. We've got news, and I'm going to be honest with you, not too much news this morning. There should be a quicker show, so if you want to ask any questions that you have, we'll definitely have some time for questions at the back of the show. So, you know what? Why don't we just go ahead, sip our coffee, sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. All right, everyone. Good morning to you on Instagram. Good morning to you on TikTok. Good morning to you on Facebook. And good morning to everyone here joining me in the YouTube chat comment section. Kareem already has a question, so screw it. We'll just go ahead and answer the question. Would you drop Christian Watson for Demario Douglas or Rashid Shahid in Dynasty? I was leaning no. Uh, and no, if this is Dynasty, you can't drop Christian Watson uh, or if this is Deshaun Watson, maybe if it's single quarterback, this does just say Watson. But no, I'm not dropping Christian Watson to Dynasty. I'm not giving up yet. Uh, but I do think that Rashid Shaheed needs to be rostered, as we'll talk about here in just a few minutes. So if you can get Rashid Shaheed or Demario Douglas, to be completely honest with you, I think both of those guys need to be rostered, but not at the expense of Christian Watson. Maybe Shaheed is a little bit better than Watson as of now in redraft, given points and the way Christian Watson's looking. But I still think that Christian Watson has so much upside with his profile. It's just some things need to click. Uh, and he hasn't, you know, built that chemistry with Jordan Love quite yet. But I think it's coming. I really do. So that's to answer your question, Kareem. Thank you for asking. Thank you for popping into the chat. Hell, before the show even started. So thank you for that. Let's go ahead and move into the news. So we'll start things off firstly with Zach Wilson. We already know yesterday we talked about it. He's being relegated all the way down to third string quarterback. Uh, he's behind Trevor Simeon now. He's behind Tim Boyle now. To make matters worse, it's now coming out that he is the emergency quarterback for the Jets. So he will not be on the active roster at all, but he still will serve as the emergency quarterback if things go awry. That my friends, that is probably the saddest thing I've ever heard. It is like if you are being relegated all the way down to emergency quarterback after starting for 10 weeks, there's a true issue there. So Zach Wilson, I mean, this stuff is over. Aaron Rodgers came out at an interview and said he felt kind of guilty about it. He, he thinks that Zach Wilson still has some time in his uh, career to, to, you know, turn it around. But he wanted him to be able to sit for a season and watch the offense get operated at a true level and not have to play. Uh, and, well, Zach Wilson playing did not look good. For some reason, he looked good against the Chiefs and good against the Chargers. Other than that, has been terrible, and that's why he's not the damn emergency quarterback for the Jets. Not even like a, a like not even like QB3. He's just the emergency quarterback, and that is saying something about how this team has completely flipped the script on how they feel about him. So sorry, Zach. Wish you the best, but I'm not sure what, what is even going to come for you. It seems like 
it's either you're going to have to move on in New York from Robert Saleh or you're going to have to move on uh, to just a new team in general to get another shot because I think that his time as a Jet uh, at this point is over. I mean, he's the emergency. He's the emergency quarterback. That's awful. That's just awful. Um, well, well, we'll we'll use this as a segue. His former backup, Joe Flacco. He has officially signed with the Browns. Has been kind of moving around the past few days. Uh, but it is now official. This happened, I, I believe it was last night or early this morning that he officially signed the contract. He will be the third string quarterback on the Browns. He's still behind PJ Walker as of the latest uh, reports. However, you know, Joe Flacco is the AFC North Slayer. We saw it in Baltimore. Uh, and also last year he beat, the or not beat, but he played against the Bengals. He played against the Browns. He played against, I mean, all of these AFC teams. So, and he actually wasn't even that. He had one game where he threw four touchdown passes with no interceptions. So, hey, you know, maybe there is still something left in the tank for Joe Flacco. Not necessarily sure if he's going to get a shot to start without an injury. I think this Browns team does seem to like Dorian Thompson-Robinson. But, you know, if injuries happen, I could see Joe Flacco getting the shot over P.J. Walker, um, especially if they're in the playoffs. I think Joe Flacco would would kind of fit there. What they need, uh, especially if they're in these kind of win or go home type scenario so just you know keep your eye on joe flacco i'm not sure if it's going to have much fantasy relevancy but it could end up having real life relevancy as the playoffs get closer and closer let's see do i have anything non-injury related yeah just a couple things non-injury related and then we'll just go through some injuries that have picked up again there has been a very slow news day uh but all right so yesterday we talked about the Rams running backs, how Kyron Williams is officially being activated and going to be back this week. Daryl Henderson, I thought, would stay on the roster, but Daryl Henderson has been waived. He is no longer a Los Angeles Ram. Sucks, I guess, for him, but also, is there a better gig in the NFL? Like, being honest, what? imagine just not having to go to training camp all year, just being able to sit on your couch, get a call around week six, and say, hey, you want to come play a few games, get a couple hundred grand, uh, and then go back home. That's a sweet gig. So honestly, don't feel too bad for Daryl. He's had enough of a career. He was able to come in, get some, get you know, get a lot of money probably, and not get hurt and get to go back home and enjoy whatever he was doing not on the football field. So he's out of the Rams. It is just going to be Kyron Williams and Royce Freeman going forward. Uh, some other non-injury related news, the Patriots. They're trying to figure out what they're doing with their quarterback. Bill Belichick came out and said this, uh, I've told everybody to be ready to go. I've told every player to be ready to play. This was when he was asked who the starting quarterback would be. So uh, we still don't know if they're committed to Mac Jones, if they're going to throw Bailey Zappi out there, or or Will Greer, who actually was taking first-team reps at practice yesterday. So if you want a true speculative ad uh, without much information, as the Patriots are a pretty sneaky organization, pretty quiet. Will Greer did reportedly take first team reps with the Patriots yesterday. So it's very possible that they roll him out as quarterback. Now that's probably not going to mean much. This Patriots offense has looked terrible all year and it's not like there's a great we- a lot of great weapons around him, but still, I mean, it's hard to find quarterbacks in Superflex league. So if you want to take a speculative ad on Will Greer, I'm not going to be mad about it. Again, he took some first team reps at practice yesterday and Bill Belichick and the rest of the Patriots organization is being pretty tight lipped about who they want to start going forward. So keep your eye on Will Greer. Next, just a fun little quote, and just uh, I'll go on a little aside about it after, but Joe Brady, uh, he was just asked what kind of his plan going into his first game as offensive coordinator was, and he just simply said, I just wanted Josh Allen to be Josh Allen. 
And while he did do that, Josh Allen had 275 yards, three touchdowns, and then, of course, his patented interception, which he'll always have. Uh, but that's cool to see and cool to hear. Uh, as I talk about all the time, you know, it, it is very, very easy to be a good coach. And it starts with just letting your players uh, play, right? <laughs> it just starts with letting your players play. You don't have to overthink so many things. And so I like the fact that Joe Brady is letting Josh Allen be Josh Allen. We saw it work really well. They scored 30 points on the best defense in the league, or at least arguably the best defense in the league. And they looked really good and showed some signs of life really for the first time all year outside of like the first couple weeks where the Bills just always look good the first couple weeks of the year. So again, good to see this new offensive coordinator just kind of letting it loose letting Josh Allen be Josh Allen, because that's what it takes for this Bills team to be good, which means all of these Buffalo Bills are back to being fantasy relevant for sure. We already saw James Cook have one of his better games of the year, but I think that this is going to trickle down really to the rest of the Bills. So go get your Bills, guys. It's This is just the beginning of this offense kind of going through a new renaissance. Let's see. Uh, I have a stat here, a stat here, and then the rest is injury news. Through the first eight weeks of the season, Tony Pollard only had eight missed tackles forced. The last two weeks, though, he has 10 combined, so five in both games, essentially. And Tony Pollard went on to say it felt good just to get back in the end zone. Hopefully, we can get it trending in the right direction. So Tony Pollard, understanding that he's had a little bit of a disappointing season, but over the last two weeks, he's brought back some of his explosiveness. And maybe we should have expected it to begin with. As we talked about at the beginning of the year, I did coin that Tony Pollard would be the biggest bust at the RB position, mostly because I felt that we were giving too much stock into his injury recovery. If you'll remember, he suffered a pretty gruesome injury towards the end of last season. And so it kind of makes sense that it was going to take some time for him to get back to form. But as this stat suggests, he's starting to get a little bit more elusive and break some tackles over the last couple weeks. He finally scored that touchdown last week. So I think Tony Pollard is trending in the right direction. If you could still get him at that mild discount price, especially if you're still contending, as his contract situation is a little murky, we're not quite sure where he'll be next season. But either way, still probably a buy as his value has gone down quite a bit, quite a decent bit. So Tony Pollard looking like he's trending in the right direction. All right, guys, that is all like the news news I have for you, but I do have a lot of injuries to discuss and then we'll get into your questions. First off, Luke Musgrave suffered a lacerated kidney in Sunday's win over the Chargers. What's fun about this, maybe not necessarily fun, but what's interesting about this is that Musgrave did play through this lacerated kidney. He did finish the game and it didn't come out until later that he did this. Uh, and he was released from the hospital yesterday. However, some historical uh, importance here is Chauncey Gardner-Johnson suffered this injury last year. He lacerated his kidney. He missed five games. Uh, and Keenan Allen also has a lacerated kidney at some point in his career. And he ended up missing the rest of the year with his. So I would assume that Luke Musgrave at the very least won't be playing the Lions tomorrow. Uh, and I would assume it's probably going to be out a couple weeks as that is a pretty gruesome injury. But also, like I said, he played through it uh, and finished the game uh, and was released from the hospital. So we don't necessarily know the entire time frame. We don't necessarily know the severity, but we do know that he lacerated his kidney. And historically, that means that they miss at least three to four games. Uh, so just keep your eye on it. I'll keep reporting as I find out more information. But for the most part, it is unknown. But I have to assume he's at least missing tomorrow's game and probably a couple more. So with that being said, maybe go pick up some Tucker Craft if he's still available because, hey, the Packers have been kind of slinging it and they'll be in a, in a negative game script against the Lions tomorrow. Another injury update, we have Michael Thomas. He's officially landing on IR with his knee injury. They've been kind of 
putzing around with this because they had the bye week, but he is officially landing on IR. Uh, that is only four games, but I would have to assume that this is season ending. It's, I mean, unless they have a playoff push, which I guess they are still first place in the South right now, uh, at least within striking distance. So it is possible that Michael Thomas returns end of season, but at the very least, it is looking like he will not be here for the fantasy football season, or at the very most, he would be here for your fantasy football championship is what it looks like. But it's not like he was starting in many places anyway. He was kind of consistent, giving a little bit of a floor, but he had not really tapped into his ceiling this season and had definitely lost a step. So seeing him on IR, probably the right move for the Saints. Some kind of takeaways here is I think that obviously Rashid Shahid, Chris Olave, and Alvin Kamara will get a small bump. I think that his targets will mostly be consolidated. I don't think it's going to go to any one person. Uh, and... A.T. Perry probably becomes rosterable in most leagues as he did catch that touchdown pass from Jameis Winston. Uh, he showed some good hands and he's been, you know, just kind of floating around waiting to make an impact all season. I think it's possible he's thrown into the lineup a bit more. So if you want to take another speculative ad, look at A.T. Perry. And okay, Mark Andrews. Mark Andrews is undergoing surgery. So yesterday we talked that uh, Harbaugh came out and said that he might be able to return by the end of the year. With this surgery, it is unlikely for him to return in the regular season. It is still possible that he can make it a, a return in the playoffs, especially if they win their first playoff game or if they land in that number one seed and get that bye week. Uh, but yeah, he is shut down for probably the rest of the season. One thing to note, this is I saw on Twitter, Zay Flowers did have a 50% target share in week one. That was the game without Mark Andrews. So Zay Flowers is probably the one person who's going to get a massive uptick in volume. Again, I am not really in the Isaiah Likely camp. We saw in week one, he didn't get much usage. And then he didn't even have a catch in the game when Mark Andrews went out. And Mark Andrews went out early. And so I do think that Isaiah Likely is worth picking up. But I'm definitely nowhere near the camp and the hype that a lot of people are when they're saying that he's going to get all of Mark Andrews' volume and be a startable tight end for the rest of the season. I want to see it first. And we haven't seen it in both the opportunities this season that Isaiah likely had. So you can't really extrapolate what we saw last year without Zay Flowers, without Odell Beckham. Uh, to, to make Isaiah Likely the most likely person to get these targets. I think it's going to go to Zay Flowers. I think some are going to go to Odell. I think Rashad Bateman will get utilized. I think Charlie Kolar will be utilized as well. So uh, it, it's just going to be all the Ravens, and it's not necessarily going to be all Isaiah Likely. And again, Zay Flowers had the best target share of his entire season and career, given he's a rookie, in week one when Mark Andrews was out. So that's probably the one person where I'm like, hey, Look at Flowers as he should get a ton of volume. He operates in a very similar space of the field as well. So he's probably a buy, even with the, you know, increase of price and value recently. And finally, the last injury update I have for you guys is Salvan Ahmed. He did land on season-ending IR. He will not be back this year. Looking to 2024 to return. Uh a uh, further step beyond this, Devon Achan, he did return to practice this week. He was limited. So again, that injury, as we talked about on Monday, was not that serious. Mike McDaniel came out and said that Devon Achan could have gone back in, but he held him out out of precaution. It was just that someone landed awkwardly on his knee that had already been injured. And so they wanted to play it safe. So to see this limited practice on a Tuesday from Devon Achan is exactly what you want to see. He should be out there this week. Should be him, Jeff Wilson and Raheem Mostert on Friday. Black Friday uh, is their game. So just keep your eye on that. We'll talk about that on Friday as well as we get back from the Thanksgiving break. Uh, so that is all the news I have for you guys. Again, this was just a quick show. Not much out there today. Um, 
do I want to talk? Yeah, we'll just answer some questions. We'll just answer some questions and then we'll get you guys out of here because I had there's one small thing, but I don't know if I want to open that can of worms today. Uh, and it's not necessarily a news thing. It's just a little aside. So let's just answer some questions here. Who would you start in PPR? Curtis Samuel versus Dallas or Jerry Judy versus Cleveland? Wow, Tef, this is a very tough question. I would almost go explore your waiver wire. I don't see either of these guys having that great of a game uh, versus either of these opponents. If I had to choose one, it's probably just going to be Curtis Samuel just because he operates kind of close to the line of scrimmage. He should still be okay in PPR and give you a little bit of a floor. But both of these are very tough matchups. Very, very tough matchups. Let's see. Uh, yeah, Fantasy Intervention Chase, he agrees with me. You got to go with Curtis Samuel. Who is the better pickup wide receiver for PPR, Demario Douglas or Jaden Reed? Probably Jaden Reed right now, the way he's playing, but it's very close. Like, I am a Demario Douglas believer. I really do think he has some upside, uh, and he's really the only person in this offense that you want. But Jaden Reed is looking a little bit better. Uh, so, yeah. That Musgrave injury is ter- is scary for sure, Ryan. Welcome in, welcome in. Who would you bench, Herbert, Kyler, or Dobbs? Uh, Jesus. I, I don't remember the matchups off the top of my head, to be completely honest with you, Ryan. Um, Dobbs? I don't, I don't know. I don't know the matchups. I don't know the matchups. I don't know the matchups. So I actually can't answer this question. Uh, uh, sorry. <laughs> I don't know. I, I, I want to start all three of those. So, so congratulations on having such a tight QB room, Ryan. My question is, do I want to start Aiden O'Connell or Desmond Ritter? So welcome to my world. <laughs> I'm going to check Instagram now, see what's going on over here. Thank you guys for tuning in on Instagram as always. Are we sitting Garrett Wilson? No, you can't sit Garrett Wilson. We see with the uh, Tom Savage corollary that the wide receiver one always gets some volume, still gets fed. Even if it is Tim Boyle, you can still start Garrett Wilson. Would you trade Stephon Diggs and Saquon Barkley for Christian McCaffrey? You have Ayuk, Puka, and Rondell or DJ Moore? I think I would just ride out with Diggs and Barkley, man. I think I would just ride out with Diggs and Barkley. Any news on Fournette? Still no news on Fournette. I don't know what the hell is going on there. Uh, And then also, is it Dontavian Wicks time? Well, Dontavian Wicks did not participate. He is in the concussion protocol right now. So Dontavian Wicks, it is probably not Dontavian Wicks time. Um, Is Pollard back? I think so. I think Tony Pollard is starting to trend in the right direction. What about Deontay Johnson? Uh, I think good. I think all of the Steelers are going to get a bump without Matt Canada calling the plays. I think that they'll be unleashed a little bit this week. They've already announced the QB coach will be the one calling the plays and the running back coach will be the coordinator. So there'll be kind of a mind meld situation here. And I like the fact that the quarterback coach is calling the plays because he obviously understands uh, Kenny Pickett just a bit more than any of the other coaches. So should be a good, good news for the Steelers passing offense. All right, let's go ahead and move over to TikTok, see what you guys are asking me over here. Thank you for tuning in. Any HN news? We did talk about that. It is looking like he will be playing. He was just limited, not that serious of an injury. Would you trade for Javante Williams or Isaiah Pacheco? Yeah, I I would trade for both. I think both of those running backs are good targets right now and fairly valued. Would you start Godwin Bijan or Ridley Bijan Robinson for sure? Would you start Jalen Waddle versus the Jets or Nico Collins versus Jacksonville? Uh, give me Nico versus the Jags. I think that, uh, especially with Tank Dell exploding the last few weeks, that Nico Collins is due for a good game and especially divisional shootout against the Jaguars. Let's go with him. Let's see. Um, how, 
do you think Justin Jefferson plays this week? No, they're saying now that they're not expecting him to be back until week 14, which is awful to hear. Awful to hear. How did I do in a dynasty rebuild? You sent Keenan Allen and you got Jaden Reed, Demario Douglas in an early second. I don't hate it. I don't hate it. I probably would have asked for a little bit more the way Keenan Allen is playing right now, but uh, I, I think it makes sense. I mean, Jaden Reed's a good dynasty asset. I think Demario Douglas could turn into something and at least it's an early second, but I, I probably would have tried for a little bit more, but I think that that's about what the market is at at Keenan Allen. And especially if you said your depth sucks, I assume that, and, and you did say it's a rebuild also. So yeah, moving on from Keenan Allen, definitely the right move. Uh, and I think that this will probably work out in the long term. Um, although, although Keenan Allen is quite a stud, would you rather have Goff or Trevor and Kyler Pitts? Oh, wait. Okay. Goff or Trevor rest of season, give me Goff. And then Kyle Pitts are likely rest of season Kyle Pitts. Let's see. Um, I just traded Geno Smith and Pickens for Ayuk. Uh, if it's a single quarterback league, I don't hate that move. If it's super flex though, chef, I, I definitely would have tried for a bit more. Um, yeah, cool. I think that's all the questions. Oh, here we go. Here's another one just popped in. You have Dobbs being offered for Bryce Young. Uh, if it's, yeah, yeah. Uh, if it's redraft, definitely do that. If it's dynasty, I think you've got to hold on to Bryce Young. I'm going to be honest with you. Uh, but if you're contending, you might want to make that move. I don't know. I think that Dobbs will have another chance somewhere next year, but I, I, I don't know. I don't know. I mean, he's playing so well, he could be back with the Vikings. But I think I'm still in the camp that Kirk Cousins will return to the Vikings next season. So I think in Dynasty, I'm going to stick with Bryce Young, to be completely honest with you. But in redraft, I'm definitely taking Dobbs for Bryce Young. Let's see. You traded Brock Purdy and Raheem Mostert for Calvin Ridley and James Conner. Ooh, I think I would have stuck with Purdy and Mostert, to be completely honest with you. But it's definitely not the worst move in the world, especially if it's single quarterback. Would you rather have Sam Laporta or Trey McBride? Probably, honestly, Trey McBride right now. I think Trey McBride is playing a little bit better, getting a lot more volume, and the Cardinals offense is trending in the right direction. Uh, would you trade Devontae Smith for DJ Moore? I think I'd rather have Devontae Smith. Would you trade Dobbs and Jefferson for Murray and Mike Evans? No. No, I wouldn't. Demario Douglas, Jaden Reed, or Odell? Uh, give me Odell. Give me Odell. Uh, and would you trade away Dobbs or Goff at Superflex? No, you've got to ride with both of those guys. Got to ride with both of those guys. Okay, that should do it. Now, that is a lot of questions we answered. Thank you all for tuning in. Uh, tomorrow is Thanksgiving, so I will be having a pre-recorded episode with a very special guest. So look forward to that as we'll be previewing all the Thanksgiving games, talking about some players that we're thankful for, all that fun stuff. Well, Thanksgiving special here on The Wake and Take. I hope you all have a fantastic Thanksgiving. We'll talk about that tomorrow as well. But as I'm live, just happy Thanksgiving to you all. I am beyond grateful that you guys tune into my show every morning. It means a lot, means the world to me. Uh, and I do hope to see you all tomorrow, you know, in the chat maybe as you tune into that. And of course, I hope to see you all Friday at 10 a.m. on the Player Profiler YouTube, Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, uh, and on the podcast. So you guys all have a fantastic Wednesday. Have a good holiday tomorrow. Enjoy the time with your family and friends. Have a fantastic rest of your week. Peace.